Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. It's Russ and Greg with you. Greg, how you doing? I am especially happy today. Really? I, I, I love that. <laughs> Why I, are you especially uh, happy? You know what? I just woke up that way. I, I, I just woke okay. up happy. You know how some days you wake up and you eh, I don't really want to get out of bed today. I woke up and I was just <laughs> raring to go. I was nice. charged. Yeah. Nice. How about I, you? How are you doing uh, today? You know, it's funny. I've been listening to like and watching like all these old videos for whatever reason. I When when Barbara Walters passed away, I was like, oh, you know, she's done some really great interviews. I I, let, I should just go check some of those old ones out that I've never seen, right? Just to, for the fun of it. And you just reminded me of one that I watched. Uh, she asked Johnny Carson, uh, what's your perfect day, right? And he's like, well, uh, I wake up and I'm breathing. <laughs> That's a good start. Good start. <laughs> that is a good start to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was it was like so cool, uh, you know, going through like just, I don't know, with like watching all those videos. And you go through that like rabbit hole of YouTube where you're just watching all of these different things, right? Like, oh, this next suggestion, this next suggestion, you know, seven hours later, it's like, where did my day go? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you um, mentioned Johnny Carson and some of the old Johnny Carson interviews are amazing. If you, if, if oh people get a chance to, you know, watch some of those. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he, he's like, like one of the heroes of, uh, you know, like the, the people that I just think is like, just so cool for what he did. It's interesting though. You know, I, he was kind of like, not the greatest, like when you read some of the books about him, mm, like some yeah. of the things that he did, you know, offline, like not in front of the camera that didn't get published, not so great. You know, like he, he, he there were some things in there that, that were, were not so cool um, and they never got out. And I think people were afraid to share those things because he was so successful and so famous and people had this perception of them. And if you said something negative about him, it would just like, you know not like it would, it would reflect worse on the person that was saying something about him than him. Cause he was so like, just shatterproof, which is crazy. Can you imagine like a business like that today? <laughs> like being able to be shatterproof, you know, I, it's, it's so much harder to run a business these days because like so many people like say things about your business and have all of these open channels to be able to talk about your business. It's, it, it makes it difficult. It does, you know, and, and I think you, you nailed it when you said there's so many open channels because people mm -hmm. can share, you know, almost anywhere, whether it's online, whether it's a podcast, whether it's through writing blogs, uh, you know, reviews, there's just so many different ways that, you know, people have a voice and uh, yeah. they use it, you know, they use the voice. I, yeah. I think there's, there's definitely good and bad. Uh, mm -hmm. to that. But, you know, back in the day when Johnny Carson was doing the Tonight Show, there, there really wasn't as much access to that information. Yeah. And it was really run by, you know, the, the major news organizations. And that was pretty mm -hmm. much it, you right. know, and a few magazines. Right. And, yeah. and that was yeah. pretty much it. Um, I guess the, well, the only even, thing on the edge was kind of like Entertainment Tonight. But even yeah, that right. was so light, you know, that wasn't really heavy, like, okay, exactly. you know, behind the scenes, you know, how does Ed McMahon right. really feel about Johnny Carson off camera, right? That, those right. types of things. Yeah, you don't get that back back then. And it, like even, you know, the the president, you know, like uh, when you go back to Kennedy, like they sort of had a deal of like, okay, well, let's not report on certain things. They had the handshake agreements with the Kennedy administration and the press and, you know, all the, all the presidents prior to that, you know, had that. Uh, can't imagine that now. 
<laughs> no, I don't think I don't think that would happen anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's it is a, a a totally different place to uh, to run a business, and and it's funny like that's that's what I got out of watching these old videos of just like how different the world is right now, and how like wow, like the things that we have to do, and the things like like everything has a megaphone to it, you know, like everything that you do is out there and it's uh it does make it a little uh a little scary it's a little scary it's it's and it's more exciting to be honest with you you kind of have to be on your toes and you know running a business starting a business has a lot of ups and downs and uh what i love about our show russ is that you know we have the opportunity to meet different business owners you know Mm -hmm. all the time and hear their story of what their uh, what their challenges were, what their victories were, what their journey yeah. was. Yeah. And today we have that opportunity where we get to meet with Kara Zaller. She is a certified nutritionist that has her own business, uh, has been doing it for a long time. And we wanted to welcome Kara. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. Thank you. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for joining us. Uh, were, were you a Johnny Carson fan? I was never a late night person. So okay. I say <laughs> uh, no, I was always have to be up early. So I right. would never be right. up late. Okay. Okay. Early. Well, so, and, and that's, you know, that's one of the, the struggles of running a business too, is you can't always stay up late. You got to be up for those clients. Tell us a little about your business. Uh, let's see. Which part? <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> How did you start your business? And why, and why did you start your business is really okay. what people will want yeah. to hear. All mm-hmm. right. So I came from the fitness out the uh, fitness world where I was teaching fitness classes uh, every day, basically after my other job. So I started off actually with an MBA in finance, going to work for different companies. I Each company lasted for the first couple of years, just one year, got laid off. Finally, one, one job, 13 years worth of uh work there during all of those years I was teaching fitness classes one driver of that was that I had to commute so for me to get up and avoid all the traffic I would head to the gym so it was easy to just drive to the gym do my workout come back afterwards and teach a class before um, heading back home again and and having to deal with traffic so while I was teaching fitness classes everyone would come up to me after class and want to talk about what I ate and what they should eat. And I'm like, (laughs) well, (laughs) I'm your fitness instructor. I could just tell you what works for me, but my job, my, you know, the way I am is different than you. So I can't, you know, say this is what you should eat. All I know is this, what works for me and what works for me doesn't always work for everybody else. And same thing with clients. If, I prescribe the same for every single person. It's going to work for some, but it's not going to work for everyone. So I wanted to learn more because it was obviously some need in the marketplace that wasn't being fulfilled. So I started off with the fitness organizations that I was certified to teach fitness classes and got their quote unquote nutrition certification. And at some point I probably had like 12 different letters or names after my name because I was a... (laughs) Certified metabolic instructor, certified functional diagnostic. I mean, it was like this whole laundry list because I found every certification possible that I could take online because I was also 
raising kids. And I said, there's no way that I can go back to school and fit this all in and trying to stay working, teaching fitness classes and learn all about nutrition. So I did the best I could doing just the online uh, certifications. And so with that, even I was able to at least meet with clients and have some basis of how to help them with their nutrition. But I felt like it still wasn't enough because each time each certification was like, oh, I would get a little better in what I could tailor my nutrition for each client. But I still was missing some more information. Like I wanted to be successful with every client, not just a handful of clients. So eventually um, the school that I ended up going to for my master's, it finally had an online school option. And the school by is actually down the street from me, but because my husband is a lawyer that was working crazy hours, there was no way raising three kids that I was going to be able to get out of the house and take classes in person and have to deal with all of that. So as soon as the school became available online, I signed up for it. So I was actually one of the first classes or the first class online at the school, which was Maryland University Integrative Health and Nutrition, which used to be actually called Thai Sophia. Um, so, uh, after, I guess I got started with that, I, I felt a little overwhelmed because it's a two year program and it was super intensive. I mean, classes like organic chemistry and biology, like basically feeling like I was going back to medical school. So I met with my advisor after voicing a little complaint, like, I don't know if I can handle all of this. So we, we ended up on a game plan to just take it a little slowly. Like I didn't have to complete my degree in the exact two years that the program, I could make the program a little longer, which I ended up taking five years to complete the same program, just so that way I can manage doing a little bit of nutrition with some clients, raising three kids and um, teaching fitness classes at the same time. So it was a, it was a lot to juggle. Uh, but eventually I saw the light at the end of the tunnel. So I ended up, you know, getting my degree. And then on top of that, you have to have a thousand hours of internship hours. So wow. that was a thousand cool hours. One. That sounds, yeah. it that sounds really <laughs> intensive. Uh, I have to count up my hours and figure out how many days is a thousand hours, but uh, <laughs> I got to get my calculator yeah. out here. You, you know, you mentioned something that I think is really common for a lot of business owners is the whole balancing of family, education, starting a business. You said your husband's an attorney, so his schedule factors into it as well. Like, what were some of those challenges like at, at the early days of starting your business? And, you know, making those decisions on how many hours you should put towards the business versus the family versus your marriage and everything else that was going on. Right. Yeah. So I would only be able to see clients between the hours of dropping them off at school and picking them up or whenever the bus dropped them off, things like that, depending on whether I had to go pick them up for certain sports, take them to music lessons. I mean, they, they were, it was, you know, three different kids with three different schedules. It was, that was a lot of balance. Those trips take forever too. Exactly. <laughs> just and, just know, doing a pickup for one kid is an hour sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And, <laughs> yeah. and uh, two of my kids were on the track team and they had track meets over at PG County, which was a minimum uh, of an hour drive. Uh -huh. And that was crazy because the event that one of my sons is, is pole vaulting. And when he first got started, it would literally be like 
five seconds. He would go down the runway, he would miss the first one, and it would be over. And then that was it. I drove all the way an hour to yeah. see like his little bit. And it and then eventually he became much better over the you know some time. But then it would be like we'd have to wait for all the people to go first before it reached the height that he was going in. And then each time each person gets three rounds. And I'm just like, it, it was a, a lot of time on the road, traveling back and forth. So, and then I was still teaching fitness classes. So I would get up in the morning, deal with them in the morning, serve them breakfast, go teach my fitness classes, come back and then have this like really small window to either make their school lunches for the next day and meet with maybe one client. Literally, I had the time for one client, but that's all I felt like. I, as long as I can keep in the game and start to build my business one client at a time, that's how my business grew because that one client would tell another client, you need to right. go to Sierra. Uh -huh. And I didn't have yeah. to worry about advertising because I was scared to advertise because if I did, what then would how, I How are you going to take on that demand? Clients? Yeah, yeah. And I knew I wouldn't be able to say no, but I didn't want to yeah. send people away. It's so. funny how in the early stages of running a business, and I don't know, Greg, maybe, I don't know if you agree with this too, but in the early stages of running a business, the scary thing about advertising is that it works. <laughs> it's like, oh no, I've got all this business. Like, what do I do? <laughs> how do I fit it all in? Yes, exactly. But that's hey, okay, a good problem. That's a good it, problem. It is a good problem. It is a good problem. It's a scary problem early on in the business. You know, later in the show, I want to get to nutrition for business owners as well. We got to talk about that a little bit with those chaotic schedules. But I want to hear more about your story. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll be back with more DIY for business. Thanks for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electrocast Media. It's Russ and Greg with you. I I think Greg, you know, I, I got to check how many shows we've done here, but uh, this is around a hundred at this point. So yeah. we, we got to do some like super. Actually, we talked about Johnny Carson earlier. Remember how they used to do like the 40th anniversary specials or whatever? We should right. do one of those 100, you know, where we show the bloopers and. <laughs> do, do all the fun stuff. Uh, I think that's okay, five episodes uh, to show our blue. Yeah, that's here. true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, well, hey, if you, you know, if, if, uh, if you've enjoyed the last hundred or so uh, episodes and want to continue to listen to more, the best way to do that is to hit the subscribe button. Um, and you know what? To make us feel great, uh, hit the review button, right? And uh, yes. as as Greg says, he prefers five stars. Uh, I'll settle for four if that's if that's what you were willing to give. But five is always a, a great thing. So do that. Yeah, whatever five platform. stars is uh, is the right uh, vitamin and supplement for our show to make us stronger. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Uh, so Kara, I sort of cut, cut off the story here. We were talking about how you, when you first started your business, you're running around, you're going to track practices, you're, you're picking up kids, you're still running the fitness classes. Like you, you were doing a lot. So I, I cut off that story. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you continue. Like, uh, it sounds like you were doing so much. How, how did you manage all that? Actually, it's a blur at this point. You know? <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I felt like I barely slept at that point. Um, uh -huh. For sure. It was, it was challenging, but I figured out a schedule where I knew I'd have to be this place at this time. I was teaching at this time, and I had the, a, a window of 
X amount of time to run my business and be at school, you know, for learning, depending on the lectures and the time like that. So I was structure, I guess, is, is basically the best word I could describe is that I'm very, very structured and disciplined when it comes to mm -hmm. scheduling mm -hmm. where everyone, you know, went running around, especially when the kids were very little, they said, how do you manage going to teach a class and running a business when your kids are that small? I said, well, I have them on a rigid schedule that it's like, this is when we eat. This is when you're doing homework. This nice. is et cetera, as best as I could. And of course, Mm -hmm. If anyone knows, not, not my always kid, easy. It's, <laughs> yeah. I have one that it challenged all of structure altogether all the time, but yeah. I did the best I could. And as far as like meals and things, I would do a lot of what they call batch cooking. So to be able to have healthy meals for them, I would do a lot of cooking using like a, uh, a crock pot or Instapot or things like that, where I can do bulk cooking and have meals available and stored some in the freezer. So when my my weeks got busy, I would have food available for serving them and not have to rely on drive-throughs, which is one of the biggest downfalls I see with parents is that they're going to soccer practices and then dance recitals and dance this or music. And they're just driving through all these fast food restaurants instead of actually ever home cooking. And to mm -hmm. me, I think that's a big downfall because they're, they're setting their kids up for failure. And then now my kid population in my practice has grown tremendously bet, yeah. as mm -hmm. a result of kids basically being grown up on or raised on fast food yeah. and school lunches in particular, school lunches are by far the unhealthiest things alive. And, and, you know, they call pizza a vegetable. That's how. My pizza had something green on it, so I, I you know, I don't know about the yeah. vegetable pizza, but it did have something green. Yeah, it's probably mold, but it, yeah. it, it might be mold or just a little sprinkle of parsley. But it, yeah, it probably wasn't <laughs> the most nutrition, right? right. But yeah. uh, you know, you have a very successful business now. Uh, the kids are out of the house. You have a lot more time to put towards the business. Tell us about that transition. Like how did you really start building the business up and talk a little bit about how you market it? Because I, I love your marketing. Yeah. Marketing. Uh, first of all, when I started, it was basically 100% word of mouth. Then I ended up taking a class that was offered at my gym that was geared for all personal trainers that was run by two chiropractors. So what they wanted to do was just teach personal trainers, how not to injure their patients. And wow. I, it was offered free because I was nice. an employee at the gym at the time. So I decided I'll just take the class for fun. Meanwhile, there was 50 people at the start. And this class was just about as hard as medical school, where you had to learn every bone, muscle, insertion point, etc. But I was then working alongside two chiropractors who was teaching this information to all these trainers. Out of the 50 people, only seven of us, including myself, passed the class. Wow. So now I got to know these, these uh, chiropractors very well. And I was talking about nutrition a lot with them inside the class, things that you know just came up. And that was a big source of referrals for me. And now one of them, uh, Dr. Alan Madison, he sends me so many of his patients. So a big shout out for him. Thank you. But he's also taken care of my body over the years, no matter what sport I've been, whether it's 
uh, tennis, triathlons, running races, now pickleball. I've run to him to help put my body basically back together again so I can continue to (laughs) be on, you know, in my sport. But not only that is my clients would be at different workplaces and said, you know what? My workplace really needs to have this information. So they would they would arrange for me to come do do let's say a, what they call like a lunch and learn, where I would come into a corporation and just give a lecture on various topics on nutrition. So that was another source of an avenue for picking up clients, where all these companies that would listen to me talk would then you know be that avenue of new clients. And I did a lot of them. I did about at least 20 different companies where I would come in and do that. At some point, AARP hired me for quarterly lectures. So I would come into their offices and I would come in locally to DC, but it was broadcast all over. So, you know, hundreds of people would get to listen in to my lectures. So that was another avenue. Teaching fitness classes, now that people were, when I'm done teaching, would ask me what to eat. I said, oh, here's my card. Let's schedule a consultation. So I had now multiple, multiple avenues. Then my kids' friends, my kids' uh, friends' parents, when I would see them at soccer, you know, uh, soccer games or music, the band rehearsals, things like that, we would just start talking. And inevitably, everybody always wants to talk about nutrition, even before they might not even know that I was in that field. Everyone just always wants to say, oh, yeah, you know, I want to lose weight. And, you know, especially around January this time, it's a, a flood of people. So, so it was just like different, different avenues where either it was my clients referring me to their companies, opening that space, chiropractors referring me to their patients or uh, kids, friends and family, things like that. It was just multiple avenues. And, and now podcasts are, are, are going to generate business for you. And I'm so happy that uh, you mentioned now Pickleball because yes. that's how we got introduced. You were a guest on our third shot Pickleball podcast that uh, we have. And I have to share with you some feedback that we had on that show. Uh, one, of, one of the listeners uh, responded and, and told me that she really appreciated your philosophy in handling nutrition and her health, uh, or just in general, you know, health, because you really took like the labs. What we learned is like you will take the labs or the blood work from people, uh, but you build something very customized uh, along with that with their nutrition. So it's not the cookie cutter, hey, you know, cut down trans fats, cut down salts or whatever less carbs, like to lose weight. You really look at it from a scientific point of view, as well as a holistic and nutritionist point of view. So I wanted to share that feedback with you. It was got really positive. I was excited to, to hear that. Well, that's great to hear. And I really do appreciate that feedback. And that's how I basically am a little bit more unique in that in what I do is I don't have these cookie cutter programs, because most of the time when people call to make an appointment, they want to have meal plans. They, they want to know exactly what to eat every day. And I said, that's not me because then I haven't taught you anything. So a lot of these programs out there, they are just telling them like they come from these, these uh, boxed programs where you eat this, you know, packaged meal and you eat this bar, this shake. And, and when they're all done, they still have no 
no way to really know how to actually live on their own in the, in the real world. And it's not real world. So what I do in my practice is I do more educating. I said, I'm going to teach you to be an expert of yourself. So, you know, because every day in everyone's lives is different. So if I'm on the pickleball court for four hours, one day, and maybe not doing anything another day, my meals are going to look a lot differently. And so with people's lives, if, if they're sitting at a desk Monday through Friday, and then all of a sudden they're playing, you know, their sport, you know, on the weekends, then their, their nutrition is going to look different Monday through Friday than Saturday, Sunday, people that are traveling, their nutrition is going to be different every single day. So I can't, I can't just be there telling them you need to eat this today and this tomorrow, because that would be a full-time job for every person for me to be there telling them. I said, instead, let me teach you on how to be your best self nutritionist, where you'll know this day I'm going to need X amount of calories or more, you know, more carbs, less fat, more protein, etc., based upon their day. And maybe they had a bad night's sleep. Okay, that's going to be a different set of nutrients for that day as well. So mm. the education piece to me is the most powerful thing for them to learn because none of the other programs like Weight Watchers, Metafast, they're just, you know, counting points or or just having prepackaged products that they eat. And when they're done with the program, they're no better off than when they started. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I feel like when I've looked up nutrition programs, it, it has always been eat this. It's 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 the they're not teaching you to fish; they're just doing right. the fishing for you, and you just got to deal with it. And then you go on a trip, you know, or I, I go hang out with Greg, and it's blown. You know, <laughs> it's no longer there. Don't blame me, uh, Russ. Don't blame well, me. Yeah, that's true. They need that's to true. know the why, right? <laughs> they, they need to yeah, understand the yeah, exactly. why and, and the consequences of what their choices are. And mm -hmm. when they tell me, oh, well, it's the holiday season, I say, well, guess what? It's not the only time it's going to come. It's going to come next year and the year after. Yeah. And, yeah. and your birthday is going to come every year and their birthdays are going to come every year. And you're going to have office parties every year and Valentine's every year. So until you learn how to navigate those things, You'll never, ever be successful in your journey because you're going to always take one step forward and maybe two steps back and people will gain weight during the holiday season and never, ever put, you know, take that off ever again, because mm -hmm. by the time they do, it's that season again. And now right. they're, you know, and yeah. they have to learn to navigate it in a healthy way. And honestly, the world is not set up for people to be successful. I mean, when in, you know, in normal society that you have access to food all around the clock. I mean, literally all around the clock. So you can right. be, you know, every place is associated with food. And as far as schools, it drove me crazy. and my kids crazy is that we had to celebrate every holiday in school with a bunch of junk food. I said, yeah, really? This right? is what we're teaching our children is the pizza party. The association <laughs> of <laughs> Every holiday has to be a unhealthy experience yeah. of food instead of, uh -huh. you know, it could be a healthy version, even like soccer games. Parents are bringing these giant Costco things of all these Dorito chips and bags of this, and I'm bringing the bags of Clementines. And mm -hmm. kids are gravitating, mm -hmm. gravitating towards my food when it's there, which means yeah. that kids will gravitate to the foods that you provide and as parents, it's your responsibility to provide what's healthy if you want your kids to be successful later in life.
Yeah, so, totally. Yeah, we rely too much on convenience and there's too much convenience availability, like I said, around the clock. So until you learn how to navigate that and know that you don't need to eat every hour on the hour, it's just not necessary. Like there's more to life to live. If <laughs> you know, the one thing that um, actually, you know what, I'm, I'm going to take a short break here, but I, I had, I just chatted with somebody on, um, on uh, my learning more podcast. Uh, uh, they actually, they run a farm um, in, in the Atlanta area. And I'll, I'll, I'll fill you guys in about that because we, we talked about the cost of what they're serving versus what you know you're paying for some of these conveniences. I want to get into that and get your take on that. So uh, we'll do that when we come back. Well, also, I, I want some actionable items for, for today, for the people that are listening to this podcast to eat a little better today. We'll be right back on DIY for Business. Thanks for listening and subscribing and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network. It's Russ and Greg with you. We've got Kara with us. Uh, she joined Greg over on the Pickleball podcast, the Third Shot podcast, which is phenomenal. I actually wanted to get Bridgie, uh, your co-host over there, on yeah. the show today to just join us. Like that would have been like we would have had a third uh, a third shot. Really, uh-huh. very good, very good. I like on that. this podcast. That would have been cool. Um, so definitely go check out that podcast. I, I just, you know, because what we do, I guess, now on this podcast is plug other podcasts. But over on my Learning More podcast, um, I actually I chatted with somebody. Uh, it was such a cool story. Um, they reached out to me to 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 be on the show uh, to talk about what they've been doing, and it's like phenomenal. Um, they're they're living essentially in a food desert. Uh, just outside of um, Atlanta, right? And, you know, the only stores that they have that are, you know, within a couple of miles are like, you know, the the gas station, you know, <laughs> or the, the con- like those convenience stores that are around. So they have to drive pretty far to get to an actual grocery store, um, which I noted was a Piggly Wiggly. I love that name. Um, but anyway, uh, they um, didn't have like access to fresh fruit, fresh vegetables like within that area. So they actually, they ordered a box of, of uh, food, right. Uh, you know, to, to ship into them because they were concerned about their kids. Like they don't want them growing up on the fast food that we were talking about earlier. And so, uh, it was pretty pricey to, to get that box. And they're like, does it have to be this pricey? So they figured out a way and they actually ended up like building up their business. They bought a farm <laughs> now and they're supplying food to, um, they actually intervene um, in the hospitals. They go into the hospitals as people are having these problems and get them on this system. And, you know, it's almost like a prescription of like good diet, right? And they're going through and he's like, it is so cool because when I'm driving through certain towns, it's like kids are coming out of the house chasing my truck as if it's like an ice cream truck because they're so excited to get this fresh fruit and, you know, these fresh vegetables and they do these boxes. It's, it's amazing. Like the way that they set this up, it's like 20 bucks for a, a, a bag of uh, fresh, you know, uh, vegetables and fruit that'll last you like a week, you know, like it's, it's cool how they've, they've got this all set up. I'll uh, link to them in the podcast uh, description of, of, of the show here. Cause it's totally cool. If you're it's it, eat right. Atlanta is the, uh, the website. Um, but uh, they've done this great thing. And and what I realized in doing research for that show, and it's coming back to me you know, in this show, is that all that fast food stuff is so much more expensive as well. Like you mentioned cooking in bulk, like the Instapot stuff that you're doing, it's so much better for you, but it's also better for your, 
your not not just your bottom, but your bottom line. <laughs> you know, like it's so much better to to eat that way, and it's so expensive to do that. And then you know, like what I was you know thinking about as you were talking earlier is like. The other thing when you're starting a business is, you know, you're, you're trying to save money wherever you can, right? And, and you know, a trip to, you know, In-N-Out or Whataburger or, you know, uh, Chick-fil-A or wherever you're going. See, I'm going, uh, you know, across the country here in the, the, the best restaurants. Uh, I forget the one up in the uh, Wisconsin, the cheese one. Uh, <laughs> where you get the cheese curds. I, I can't remember the name of that place, but there are all these different fast food places that cost so much. Like I, I went to McDonald's because somebody mentioned the French fries. And when people mention McDonald's French fries, it plants this seed in my head where eventually I have to go get some and I just get the small you know, or whatever. Like I try not to go overboard, but like, you know, I, I don't know. I got like a, a small meal and it was like 10 bucks. Like really for for this? Like I'm paying that much for to feel this bad later today? You know, like it's it's crazy. So when you're starting a business, you're trying to save money. This is also kind of another tactic, right? Like cooking at home and doing all of these things. Like first of all, you're feeling better, like because you're eating better. You're saving money, and that can that's money that can go into your business. Like all of these things, like I, I, I don't know why that just hit me, but it just hit me while while you were talking. So thank you for for that. But <laughs> you want to expand it all on that, like uh, additional ways that that could help a, a a small business. Yeah. So for example, if you don't pay for the food now, you're going to pay for disease later. It, it, totally. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. The people in this, mm-hmm. I need to have this food now because it's addicting and it's it tastes good. But they're never looking at their future that says, okay, if I survive on this fast food, what's going to be the cost later in my life when now I have, you know, high cholesterol and my doctor's going to put me on a statin and then my blood pressure is going to go up and then I have metabolic syndrome and and have to be on all these medications. And we discussed in the last podcast podcast that these medications deplete nutrients. So then you're like feeling horrible. I have people that come to me on 13 different medications and still feel horrible. So it's not solving the problem by throwing a pill at them. So Mm -hmm. you have to eventually realize that the food that mother earth gave us in its real whole form is the food that really is right for us. And I always do analogies. So if you had a Ferrari and you wanted to, you know, go across the country, how far would you get by putting a gallon of even orange juice in there? <laughs> right? I mean, right. that's it's the wrong yeah. fuel source for that vehicle. But we think eating Doritos is the right fuel source for us, yet you know, nobody thinks twice about that. It says is that even food? To me that's like what I call food-like product. It, mm-hmm. it looks like, you know, something that you can eat because people eat it, but it's not really food. So no. getting back to nature and eating foods that you can find on a farm is by far the best advice that anybody can give. And, and if you want to really go cheap is have your own garden. To me, that's the yeah. most powerful thing, especially for kids. My kids will eat vegetables that they don't ever eat. When it's grown yeah, because, here. because they saw so, them grow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and they, and they have their friends come. And so I grow, let's say green beans and snap peas and blackberries and, 
and all these different fruits and vegetables. And they get so excited to share that with their friends. And they, they like challenge, you know, who can find, you know, sometimes the string beans are pretty hidden underneath a bunch of other things and they'll go and they'll eat them right off the vine. And, and, and that's when they're most nutritious as well is that they haven't sat in a store that used to be, you know, grown somewhere else. Like how many times you go to the store and it's like, grown in Ecuador. It's like, oh my God, it's just like, <laughs> right. it flew all the way here. It sat on the shelf. By the time they go to eat it, it doesn't have many nutrients. So getting something that's your homegrown is by far the tastiest because it was freshly picked right there. So cheap wise, right? If my, I have a blackberry bush that has been there for over 10 years. So it might've cost mm. me some amount of money to first plant it, but it's been providing bushels and bushels of expensive blackberries yeah. every <laughs> summer without a single investment again. Yeah. So to me, that's the big, biggest saver of money is grow your own food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love how you got your kids really excited about nutrition as well and got their friends excited about it. And one of the things I learned uh, when you were on the Third Shot podcast was how you kind of educate them and market, uh, you came up with your own game. And I thought this was just brilliant because it's not just for you to do as a family, but, you know, adults can do it as well. And it incorporates educating people about nutrition and exercise at the same time. And I thought it was just, I thought it was just brilliant. Can tell everybody about the game you designed? Yeah. So I really like the fact that people are not, well, I don't like the fact that people are on their devices all the time. So we're in a very, very disconnected world. And to try to get someone's attention in their own family to even educate is really difficult. Because if you go out to a restaurant, you will see a whole family on their phone and nobody even communicating. <laughs> yep. Right. So I'm like, yep. God forbid they're they're You know, we take away the power from their phones or the the power goes out in your house. It's like nobody knows how to have fun anymore. So <laughs> I wanted to be able to have. And then what I hear also is all these parents that don't have time to exercise. So they don't have time, you know, to exercise. They don't have time to really connect to their family or they choose not to. And here's a board game that I developed that will do all of it. So basically it's a board game that looks like Candyland, but they're learning on how to build a healthy plate along the way. So they'll, there's pictures of fruits, vegetables, nuts and seeds, and animal proteins, which basically everything that you can find in nature that you can grow, kill, or pick. And as you go along and identify, so you're educating on what these foods look like, because by the time, right, so many kids might not even know what a potato looks like, because all they've seen is a French fry, right? So, <laughs> so right, and, and, and so this is like real education that's mm-hmm. not even taught in schools per se, and they, so they have to identify, and then they have to identify which category of food is it. And then when they get that, they start to build a puzzle. So it's got a puzzle component. So they put together pieces of the puzzle to create a plate. And then if they land on something that's unhealthy, so now it's teaching them that this is an unhealthy food that might drain you of energy. And because it's draining you from energy, you have to move two spaces back, pick up an activity card, and move your body, right? So move your body to re-energize you, and then you can go along the rest of the pathway to get to the end. Because most people are sitting at their desks and they're eating a bunch of processed foods and they're tired all the time. I said, well, your food never had a life. 
How do you have a life if you never <laughs> that's living? It's dead food, right? Stuff that's in your pantry that's good in another couple years, it's dead food. It's not giving you life. You know, maybe like a, a beef jerky is something like that, or maybe a can of beans. But for the majority of the food store, even the center aisles are dead food. They're not going to get you feeling better anytime soon. So, yeah. so it's a fun way to do it. They get to do some exercise. They get to connect with their family. They get to learn. They get to excited because they can't, they, they'd have to identify. And maybe when they see a picture of broccoli, maybe their kid would be like, well, what's that, mom, if they've never seen it, or dad, and maybe we can have that for dinner. So it'll entice some conversation about, you know, how come we don't see these foods on my plate? You know, mm -hmm. how come it's just macaroni and cheese and pizza that we're eating here? Right. You know, that, that that's maybe the reason why they don't recognize these foods, because they're not getting real whole foods. Yeah. This is um, probably the most healthy food conversation we've ever had on this podcast. Uh, great. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And, and, you know, we didn't even talk about smoking meats or barbecuing or any of those types of things. Exactly. You can do that in a healthy way too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually I've got a, I've got a recipe that I, I'm, I've got queued up uh, that I need to do. It is cauliflower, um, but it's done like, um, uh, like uh, chicken, like with like a spicy, like it's, it, it sounds amazing. It's like a spicy chicken like sandwich type of thing, but with cauliflower. Like, like a sriracha okay. chicken? I mean, like a a sriracha. Sriracha. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like that sort of feel to it. Um, yeah. so like, I'm, I'm excited to, to try that one. I'll, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll report back once I've had that. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So Kara, tell us, tell everybody, like, how can people find you? And, uh, you know, you have a great company, Fuel for You. That's F-U-E-L, the number for you. Uh, tell everybody how to get to your website, your social media. Let, let's share the knowledge. Sure. Well, first of all, Fuel for You was, was basically founded as the name because I wanted to give the right fuel for each of you. So, uh, and I was actually nice. a sponsor for the Mid Maryland Triathlon Club, and and fueling was a real big, you know, part of that when I established the name of my company. But I didn't take many marketing classes, so I'm told nowadays that I should have just had it as Carazaler. So my website <laughs> is just www.carazaler. It's C A R A Z like zebra A L L E R dot com. So it's just my name, Carazaler dot com. And then I just also got informed about my son, who's a, a, you know, social media guru that says, mom, your Instagram handle isn't helping you. It should be your name. But instead, I chose Fit Pro Nutritionist. So once again, those are the places that you can find me. So at Fit Pro Nutritionist and KaraZaller.com is my website. Um, I don't know if I'm on anything else. Twitter. I think it's just C Zaller. Uh, I have a news, uh, a weekly newsletter that I uh, provide for my clients. You can, I believe, also sign up online on my website to get that newsletter. But my email address is just Kara at karazeller.com. So if anyone wants to be part of my newsletter, they can, you know, just send me an email and I'll add them manually if they can't do that themselves. I think that's about it. And phone number, of course, it's all, it's all should be on my website uh, to call and reach out to schedule an appointment or just to have a little conversation to see if we're a good fit. 
Yeah, I highly recommend anybody listen to the show. If you want to do your body some good, please reach out to Kara. She's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, and, and if you want to play some pickleball. Pick it Absolutely. Play some pickleball I'll right well. it. <laughs> <laughs> right, Kara, yeah. thank you. Yeah, when my clients can't find me, they come start, seek me out on the pickleball court. <laughs> That's why we're not answering our phone. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for also joining us over on the uh, the Third Shot podcast. So it's been fantastic was, talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. It was a great time. And thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing DIY for Business, a part of the Best Business Network and Electricast Media. The subjects that we cover on this podcast are selected with the goal of helping your business grow. All of the information provided is opinion-based, and you might want to consult a professional to discuss your exact business situation. Greg and I want your company to succeed, and just like Kara, we we can have you on this podcast as well. If if you want to share information about your business and talk to us, uh, you know everybody can learn from that. So please do. Head over to DIYforbusinesspodcast.com. We'd love to have you join us. Uh, there's a link in the podcast description. If there's an area where you need solid business advice or help, let us know about that too, and we can build an entire show about it. We thank you again for listening and subscribing to DIY for Business, where you are not alone. Electric acid. There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to the Ethical Evolution. The mission is simple, to spread stories of collective change that make the world a better place, understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Hi, I'm Sherilyn Fenn from Twin Peaks. What did you do on your last Saturday night? It's a new scripted podcast series that starts right at the beginning of lockdown when a single mother and out-of-work writer named Gigi realizes that everything is about to change. Did you hear something? Toilet paper. People are hoarding it. I should have done that. The Last Saturday Night, an Electricast podcast. You'll love it. Available to stream now on all podcast platforms. Electric acid.